I'm Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. Okay, so today we're going to start with an update. After episode three, where we talked about Squeeze, we had a few people, or I had a few people, get in touch with me, um, some of my friends in the medical field, talking about being able to take out livers with your bare hands or not. So I actually, I have some texts that I'm going to read from my friend Molly, who is a vet. And Molly says, When I tell you I cackled at your research into yield strength of human skin, laughing faces. Also, I can tell you from necropsy and surgery experience, once you get past the skin, you could probably get to the liver with bare hands relatively easily. Easier if you have anatomical knowledge of fascial planes but it might be kind of more difficult to rip out the liver in one piece. It can be easily torn, and the blood vessels, like the portal vein, would def make you work for it. (laughs) Okay, so if Tombs had done enough research, maybe it wouldn't be as tough as we thought. Right, and he has, what, like a hundred? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, who knows how the first couple went, but by the time he got to the victims we saw... yeah. Maybe he had some knowledge of fascial planes. Neat. Yeah. (laughs) So that's our update. Molly, the veterinarian, says she thinks it's possible. We also did have a comment on Instagram that I really enjoyed. Someone saying, I I wish I could remember who, that it would be difficult to tear out the liver with bare hands, B-A-R-E, but it might be possible (laughs) with bare hands, B-E-A-R, which I liked. Okay, so season one, episode four, Conduit. Conduit. Another alien episode? Yeah.-ish. Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. It starts out with a family on a camping trip. The mom is inside, the kids are sleeping outside, and suddenly the camper starts shaking. And there's all sorts of light outside. Yes. The mom runs to grab the door handle to check on the kids, and it burns her hand. And when she comes out, the girl is gone. Did you read that Kate Atkinson novel? I can't think of the name of it, but it involves a girl going missing when her and her sisters are sleeping outside. Yes. I just feel like, in general, I'm not going to let my kids ever sleep outside. (laughs) I mean, probably they won't get abducted by aliens. No. But, yeah. But they might get abducted by other kids. I don't know. Yeah, 90s. I mean, my stepkids are old enough that I'm not real worried about it. So maybe I would feel yeah. differently if they were little yeah. and I had to worry about abduction, whether it's alien or human. Yeah, I mean, even like Zach has camped outside with the boys mm-hmm. in our backyard mm-hmm. before. I don't even like that. Really? Like, like, well, that but, in that Kate Atkinson novel, they were in their yard well, camping. But it was kids, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a really heavy sleeper. <laughs> he snores so loud that it would frighten anyone off. Sorry, Zach. Oh, That's God. You're going... This is the person editing our podcast. Hey there. <laughs> They'll be scared off like awesome. it's a bear. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Leaping Hound Travel has you covered for all of your travel-related needs. Specializing in quirky European tours, they can either help you plan your next getaway or can take you along on one of their fantastic group packages. I had always thought getting a travel agent meant that either you were spending more money or you were paying for something that you could do yourself. After using Leaping Hound to book mine and my wife's 10-year anniversary trip to Paris, though, I'm never going back. Plus, Leaping Hound is owned and operated by husband and wife team Adam Stanley and We Want to Believe's own Liz Holden. It's so much easier to just call Leaping Hound and tell them what I'm looking for than having to check 10 different websites trying to find the best price. Leaping Hound is offering listeners of We Want to Believe $150 off one of their group tours, including a vampire-themed tour of London and Paris in 2023. Just enter the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-E-L-I-E-V-E at checkout for $150 off a group tour when you go to LeapingHoundTravel.com. Okay, girl goes missing. Ruby. Yes, Ruby. Then we see some guy who is still not Skinner. Yeah, I know. I wrote to myself, who is this non-Skinner boss? Yeah, who is it? I have no idea. I didn't remember him. No. I thought for sure Skinner would be in this now. Yes, same. Um, And he tells Scully and Mulder about wanting... Oh, he tells Scully about Mulder Mulder wanting to look into it. There we go. My notes. And uh, shows her Samantha's X-File. Right. Samantha Mulder, Mulder's sister, who he believes was abducted by aliens when Mulder was a kid. Yes. Based on the math, Mulder is my age here. When they talk about how long it's been. And uh, how old he was Mm. at the time. Okay. And uh, yeah, Mulder wants to investigate this case with the missing teenager. The document he has is a tabloid. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Which concerns (laughs) Scully. Barely, yeah. I think. Yeah, I know. And what, what was it? There was like, it showed another similar headline that was like bat, was it a bat baby headline? or I think it was, it was. Something, something yeah. similar. I didn't write it down, but yeah. yeah. And so Mulder is talking to Scully about the case. He has that tabloid. He says that this happened at Lake Okaboji. Yep. Lake Okaboji, spelled differently, is a real lake in Iowa. Really? Yeah, but it's in a different part of the state, so Hmm. it wouldn't... It's kind of like we're seeing a fictionalized version of Iowa's Lake Okaboji in Ah. a different location with a different spelling. Interesting, because I was going to look that up and I forgot, so I'm glad you did. There you go, yeah. Okay. So they travel there. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Because we start off with one of the classic Mulder slideshows, which I love. And he uh, shares that there's this photo that was taken by a Girl Scout of a UFO decades before. And then he reveals that Darlene, who is the mom of the missing girl, was the Girl Scout who took the earlier photo. Yes. And that Mulder got this information because Darlene's name is on record at the Center for UFO Studies in Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. Did you see if that's a real place? It is a real place. Really? Yes. KUFOS is real. It was founded in 1973. It's a private research group. It was founded by J. Allen Hynek, who's the chair of astronomy at Northwestern, or he was at the time. Really? Yeah. It is real. It still exists. They've now moved from Evanston to Chicago. Okay. Uh, But they are totally real. Really? Yeah. What sort of organization is it? Is it like a legit, they're trying to scientifically study this, or is it more of like... MUFON? Is that the... Yeah, I mean, I think 
it is legit, but also it's coming from the perspective that alien abductions could be real. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like... I think they're taking it seriously, but also even the fact that they're taking it seriously would make some Mm -hmm. people discount them from, you know, that stage, if that makes sense. But yeah, they have a website. Um, You can contact them. I didn't. I didn't really have anything to say. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, they're real. They're legit. Cool. They, you know, have an address in downtown Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Neat. So then they go talk to Darlene. Yes. They go to Iowa. Yeah. And Kevin, her brother, is watching the static on TV and apparently has also been having nightmares and is writing in binary code while he watches the static on TV, which is not creepy at all. Right. Yeah, so he's got a bunch of ones and zeros all over pieces of paper. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I wrote down he seems too old to be so creepy, but I don't know exactly what I meant by that. Except that... I have no idea what you meant by that. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be Willi- about William's age. Oh, I, okay, yeah. William he's... is my seven-year-old. He seemed seven, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they said something about him being eight, hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, I don't know. It just seems like such a creepy little kid thing. And I just can't picture William being that creepy. But maybe it's because he's just not a creepy kid. I mean, I think that Kevin has his... I I wouldn't blame Kevin for this. I think something is happening to Kevin that makes him creepy. Mm. And if this happened to William, he would become creepy. But it's Mm. not going to because it's fiction. Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah. We hear Mulder on the phone with Danny. Right. Which, don't we... Doesn't he talk to Danny? I feel like he talks to Danny a lot. Like, it's one of those not-ever-seen friends that he talks to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he scans the picture... Mm-hmm. Or takes it, but somehow sends Danny that picture of the ones and zeros. Right. And says, can you look into this for me? Yeah. Yeah. Then we meet a charming police officer. Yeah, that sheriff. <clears throat> hate that dude. And I mean, yeah. again, we're meant to hate him, but I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so he's very slut-shamey. Yeah. He's very like, oh, I'm not surprised that Ruby's disappeared. Right. I was always... Since it was just a matter of time. Yeah. 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 Always pulling her out of parked cars. Yeah. Or like, as if anyone who is sexually active or experiments with alcohol or drugs deserves to get abducted yeah. and is never seen again. So he's not surprised and apparently isn't doing anything about it. Yeah. A teenage girl goes missing and you're like, well, it's about what I expected and you See, can just not do anything. The thing is like, it's interesting because I listen to so much true crime. That, oh yeah. Like, I don't at all. So oh, tell me. right. No, yeah. this is like legit a problem. Jesus. Like it's not just that guy. Jesus. This is like, even today, huh? Even today. Yeah, although it was well, way worse back then. That makes sense. So, in, like, the 90s, I think, me, I would say even in the early aughts, that it was still pretty accepted that, like, oh, it's just a runaway. It's yeah. just, like, if anyone was okay. not, like, a perfect student, perfect, yeah. you know, model, whatever. Yeah. That went missing and was also not a white teenage girl. Yeah. That it was just like, oh, well, they ran away. And sometimes even then, like, I've listened to so many podcasts where they talk about someone who is between the ages of, like, God, like, nine and 19. I don't know. Where, like, someone will go missing and it's just assumed they ran away. 
Which, horrifying. I mean, my stepson is 16. Oh my god. If he... That's just terrifying to contemplate. Like... And especially, like, knowing people that young, it seems so clear that, like, well, no, of course, Quinn would never run away. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, if something happened, you know, but... And also, even if they did run away, shouldn't you find them? Right. Yeah. 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 So he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mulder does not accept his yeah. interpretation, yes. of course. Yes. And uh, and is it about then that they receive the mysterious note on the windshield yes. of their car that says, follow me? Mm-hmm. And they go into the library and they meet a rather surly girl yeah. um, who's all very mysterious, talking to them through the stacks. Yeah. And uh, they say, oh, are you a friend of Ruby's? And she says, Ruby didn't have friends. She just had people she liked to hang with. Yeah. So like, and then we were I, all very cool. I like how Scully then is like, Well, did you like to hang out with Ruby? Which I don't know. I thought I thought it was funny because I don't know why I thought that was funny. Maybe because she's refusing to say hang or something. Oh. Like it implies <laughs> like a I don't know. But right. She was someone who liked to hang yeah. with Ruby. Yeah. And she says Ruby was supposed to meet Greg that night mm-hmm. and says Greg got Ruby pregnant. Well, then then says, I don't know, she got herself pregnant. Yeah, which, like... <sighs> Poor Ruby. Yeah, the people seriously. in her life, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, this yeah. isn't that sort of X-File. You don't get yourself pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We'll get to those. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Mysterious pregnancies sure. we'll get to. Yeah. But, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. And, again, it's interesting because, like, I don't know how much of that we're supposed to be horrified by in that part. Like, it's clear the policeman yeah. Yeah. is a jerk and mm-hmm. we're supposed to think he's a jerk. But I don't know what we're supposed to think of this girl and mm-hmm. think of that comment yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Tess, I think the girl's name is, or Tessa. Yeah, I that's right. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa. So then they go to the biker bar where Greg works. And it's got this bartender who I had thought this occurred in an earlier episode. I thought this might have been in the pilot where the bartender shows his like mangled looking ear. Yeah. And he's talking about this location where it says you can get a killer sunburn in the middle of the night. And like it's clear there's some sort of creepy UFO stuff going on in this spot that the biker bartender is referring to. Yes. He also says Greg hasn't been seen in three weeks. Right. Um, And this guy also has a UFO tattoo. I want to talk more about radiation burns. Sure. So let's say there are UFOs. Okay. And we talked about from episode two how pilots can get more radiation. More radiation. Yeah. Now, granted, this is the X-Files, and I'm not saying like, so when you see a, t- a UFO, yeah. are you going to get radiation? Because I'm aware, or at least I don't believe personally that ufos are real but i guess that's a different we can discuss that yeah maybe we should yeah continue (laughs) but what exactly would be giving him the radiation i mean radiation like i was talking about a few episodes ago it's Mm -hmm. electromagnetic waves are what we call light but it's not all visible light and you Mm -hmm. would get radiation burns from light that has a different wavelength visible light won't give us radiation burns but other one other wavelengths might because of how they interfere with the skin how they interact 
Or is that they, something I should know? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's like, it's about their interactions with the molecules. I mean, this is, mm. I'm not a particle person. I'm not, mm. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, that, I'm not an expert at this stuff at all. But I will yeah. say, like, if you have light of the right wavelength, it can cause interactions with the cells in your skin and right. make them... Well, I know, I mean, you UV, know. UV radiation can cause can cause mutations in our DNA, and sometimes those mutations can turn on, can, can make proto-oncogenes into oncogenes and can cause cancer. Okay. Um, and it's basically the damage that the DNA is taking from that UV light. Okay. Um, and I wanted to correct myself for a second. I just said visible light doesn't cause radiation burns, but of course, I mean, it does. That, that gives us sunburn. All right, so then people burst into Scully's hotel room. Yeah. Again. Yeah. People love to burst into her hotel room, and they take a bunch of their stuff, including the document, they call it, which is the kids' drawing of ones and zeros. Yeah. And they are from the NSA, and then they go to Darlene's home, mm-hmm. and, like, could they be more villainous? Oh, my God. They tear apart Kevin's room. They take Kevin. I wrote in my notes, too sad. It's horrible. Poor Darlene. I mean, like, the whole thing is traumatized. Her daughter's missing. No one's taking it seriously. And then NSA agents come and take her son away. Mm -hmm. They take her away, too, but they separate them. Yeah. 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 And they find more binary code in Kevin's room. Right. And I have a note here. A side character explains binary to Scully so the audience can understand it. (laughs) Which, again, like... I saw that, and I thought, did people, like, is that them assuming the audience is dumber than they are? Did people not know as much about binary code in the early 90s? I have no idea. I mean, there were people so about binary. few less computers. Yeah. And, I mean, now but I would assume everyone com- does, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Do people know what, if you just say, oh, binary, do people know what that means? I don't know if they do. Well, then let's be that guy and explain what binary code is, just in case. So, binary in the sense of there's two digits instead of, like, we have, like, base 10 numbers is what mm-hmm. we're, we're used to. Binary is just zeros and ones, so there's two of them. And so we can write any number, like 12 or whatever, uh, in binary instead. Mm-hmm. And so we can represent information that way as all ones and zeros. And the advantage of this is that if you're building a computer or whatever, it's if it's just a zero or a one, that's like an either or situation. Right. And it's, it's easier, an easier to code. encode things. Yeah. yeah. If I could have a brief segue onto earliest computers, when you actually had punch cards and things mm-hmm. where you were either it was on or it was off, that came from earlier looms. And the way really? they do weaving. Yeah, jacquard looms are the first place where we see that. Whoa. And if you go to Lyon, France, and you can see these original jacquard looms where Whoa. they would have a card where you would either put the thread over or not. And that's how they would build the pattern in these really complicated um, weavings that they would do. And so that led to understanding of computers and, and how we can build a system in the same way. So wow. jacquard looms and early computing. When would the binary. looms have been around what time period would late that have 1700s been? i'm not 100% sure on that wow. i would have to check because there were similar looms but they didn't quite have that technology mm-hmm. um 
So I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head when Jacquard looms came into play, but somewhere between late 17 and mid 1800s. Wow. I did you know that our dad learned like the punching a card version of coding in high school? Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, because we were talking about how William, again, my seven-year-old, they're learning, like, some, or they play some basic coding games. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. I know. I, I wish think so, too. I had. Yeah, I know. I mean, we just had, like, those giant, we would have, like, a computer day every, yeah. what, like, couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. And there would be those big, giant Macs. I rem- oh, you guys had the, like, colorful Macs, no, right? We didn't. No, didn't. No, no I'm, okay. I'm older than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember those when I was in college. Yeah. The, the yeah. college computer lab had, like, the beautiful colored Macs oh, at Columbia yeah. College in Chicago. I would still, frankly, they're like those. They're yeah, really they're really nice. Candy colors, yeah. No, we just had, like, the beige, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really okay. old ones. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I remember even being in high school and having computer days. And yeah. Because I remember typing, this is such a jerk move. I don't know why I thought it was funny. I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, and it I was, was a jerk move from you? Oh, yeah, from me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, me and my friends thought it was funny to randomly insert the word spoon at different places oh, into yeah. our essays. And then my friends all had the good sense to not actually turn their essays in that way. And then my English teacher was like, I was grading these late at night. I had to figure out, what am I reading? Am I misunderstanding something? And then I realized you did this to be funny. And it was really aggravating, and she was so mad. And rightfully so, but also, I don't know. Was was this? This was Mrs. Hay. Oh, Um, I never had her. No. I, I mean, I think, you know, it struck me as funny, and then... Why should it matter if it inconveniences someone else if I was amused? Yeah. I think well, was the, my, my brain, you know. I think but hey, you know, I did a, if that was the dumb stuff yeah. I did and not, you know, running off with Greg, the bartender at a biker bar or whatever, then altogether okay. Yeah. Anyway, I remember huh. typing that up in the computer lab on a computer day. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember all the, like, learn to type programs mm, yeah. mostly from that time maybe speaking yeah maybe yeah. speaking yeah yep yeah but so william is learning simple coding That's where like they awesome. you know down down up up to make this little character move in the direction oh. to get you know oh, that's awesome cake oh. i don't know Nice. But yeah, so I was telling that to our dad, and he was saying that in high school, they actually had like the learning how to do the punches and Whoa. stuff, which would have been in what, like the early 70s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they find my binary code in Kevin's room. Yep. And then as they are in Kevin's room, they look out the window, Mulder does, and see the camper that the mom that Darlene had been sleeping in that night, mm-hmm. presumably. And uh, it's parked by the house, and they see that the roof is totally charred. Right, right. Which is, <clears throat> I think, pretty conclusive proof that something happened out yeah. there, that Ruby didn't just run away. Right. Also, though, Mulder takes a sample of whatever is on the roof, and I don't think we ever hear about that again. Oh, I feel like I noted this at some point. Um, nope, nope, I'm mixing things up. Yep, I have no idea hmm. what happens with that. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe nothing interesting. Yeah. So we just Whatever don't know. Whatever it was, it wasn't enough for me to write it down. Yeah. yeah. So then they find out that all these binary 
or all these pages filled with binary code, code for all sorts of different things like Da Vinci's Man, the Brandenburg Concertos, the structure of DNA, which it all seems a little unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to just have like a few sheets. I mean, it's an X file, of course. Right. Scully <laughs> says maybe it's it's a statistical aberration, and then does add, okay, admit it's not much of an explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Although what I think is interesting, we'll talk about what the binary code actually is in a little bit. Okay. Because we see it at oh, the end course, of the episode. Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. But what I thought was interesting was, and I, sh- I didn't look this up, maybe someone can tell me, or I can look it up, that I know there was music, and I thought there was a picture, that famous image by Da Vinci that was on... What was it that they sent out into oh, yeah. space? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they sent out a bunch of stuff into space that could be presumably understood by other cultures who don't speak our language, other right. aliens or whatever. What was that on? Wasn't Voyager? The Voyager Golden Record. Yes. Two phonograph records that were included aboard the Voyager spacecraft in 1977. It contains sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth and are intended for any intelligent extraterrestrial life form who may find them and have the means to play a phonograph. (laughs) Yeah, Um, good point. Yeah. The aliens are all like, oh, we moved past this a while ago. Yeah. It also includes a printed message from Jimmy Carter. (laughs) And uh, they have... Photographs and diagrams of things like the solar system, DNA, human anatomy, planets, food, architecture, humans going about their day-to-day lives, chemical composition, Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, Stravinsky, Chuck Berry. Um, Yeah. Damn. Azerbaijani folk music. Chuck Berry. Yeah. The inclusion of Berry's Johnny Be Good was controversial, with some claiming that rock music was adolescent, to which Carl Sagan replied, there are a lot of adolescents on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what is this source? Where are you reading um, this on from? On Wikipedia. I'm oh, okay. I'm just reading the Wikipedia article on the Voyager Golden Record. When was this? 1977. Okay. I was um, going to say, Carter was probably president. Yeah, he was president at okay. the time. Yeah. Wow. I still God. find that a little bit amazing that... They did that, assuming that it was possible. Yeah, I mean that something would find it. Yeah, this is interesting. The Golden Record also carries an hour-long recording of the brainwaves of Anne Drian, 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 Anne Drian, an Emmy and Peabody Award-winning American documentary producer specializing in the communication of science. During the recording of her brainwaves, she thought about many topics, including Earth's history, civilizations, and the problems they face, and what it was like to fall in love. It is Whoa. it is super crazy. Apparently, there was controversy because they wanted to include line drawings of a naked man and woman, oh. and then they weren't allowed to. Uh, NASA received criticism about it, so what? NASA said, no, no, we'll just use silhouettes of people. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, God, uh, how obnoxious. Like... It's like deciding what to put in a time castle capsule. It's making me think of that Parks and Rec episode. Oh yeah, where they're Twilight. No. Yeah, <laughs> with Twilight. Yeah, yeah, where they're all trying to decide. It's like that, but on like a global scale. Yeah. Apparently, they were gonna put "Here Comes the Sun" on there, but EMI, the record company, wouldn't let them. Really? Yeah, which seems like. Wow. Huh. Why would you not want aliens to hear your music? You um, know, I'm strangely yeah. not into that song, but oh, I really like really? Johnny Be Good. 
Huh. I would go with that. What does it mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, so that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's interesting because, like, the DNA structure, the Brandenburg concertos, though I don't know if those were yeah. some of the music... And it's all stuff from that yeah, record. It which, all potentially could be. And yeah. like that's not actually even part of it. But what do you mean that's not part of it? Well, because it's supposed to just be random, right? Oh, right. I think Mulder says it's like somebody was flipping channels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be somebody flipping through the contents of the Voyager Golden Record or something oh, sure. like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is about when they start talking about the idea that Kevin is a conduit, hence yes. the title of the episode, mm-hmm. that like some message is getting played back through Kevin. Right. From aliens. So I do feel like that does fit with the Voyager golden record because it could be like, maybe aliens got that and they were like, how should we communicate with humans? How about we play them back that thing they they sent us? That's true. We play it back through this dude. Yeah. (laughs) Poor kid. It's all normal. Yeah. Yeah. Or through the TV. Yeah, because it does seem like he's getting it from the static in the TV. Right. That's right. Yeah. Which, for the record, between that and then what was that movie, White Noise with oh, Michael Keaton? Oh, yeah, Heaton? White Noise. That, still to this day, I do not like static on TV. Uh, well, I still... We don't see it that often anymore, though. No, we don't. Yeah. Which is good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeps me in a calmer state of mind. Yeah. So they go to Mulder and Scully go yeah. to the lake. Right. And is that when they see the cute wolves? That is when they yes. see the cute wolves. It's also when Mulder finds some sand turns to glass. Right, right. And he talks about how something about how lightning isn't hot enough to do that. But I felt like isn't that how that happens? I mean, we find well, I'm looking at it up now. Been... The type of heat necessary to transform sand into glass is 3,090 degrees Fahrenheit. Ah. And the temperature of lightning Mulder is about says it's 2,500. I see he's incorrect. 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. Um, <laughs> but what about as it hits? Yes. Yeah. Lightning can heat the air it passes through to 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. This is from weather.gov. Okay. How hot is lightning? So, yeah. lightning so that's just wrong. Probably yeah. could have done that. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. So, yes, we see some very nice wolves walking around by the lake. Yes, and they're so cute. And Mulder... I thought, oh, look at you actors. <laughs> you look at all. Um, and they find a shallow grave. Yeah. Aw. No. Um, well, Mulder runs after it first, which, like, he end, it, the wolf ends up leading him to its friends. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say patriots. Yeah. yeah. Colleagues. <laughs> um, and they find a shallow grave. But, like, yeah. why did Mulder just start running after a wolf in the first place? I mean, I feel like it's Mulder. Yeah. Why wouldn't he run after a wolf? Yeah. He ran through that field a couple episodes ago where he's, like, uh, at the, the Ellen's Air Base. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like running after a wolf is one of the less dumb decisions he's yeah, made. Yeah, that's true. And they find several of them sniffing out this grave, and Mulder starts pulling back the stones from it. Mm-hmm. It's like a... Like someone has piled stones over yeah. a body. And uh, Scully says, Mulder, you're disturbing a crime scene, telling him to stop yeah. pulling away the stones, which I felt very much similar. As yeah. soon as I saw him doing that, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you yeah. should have the instinct to not, you know, like if they thought maybe there's someone alive in there I need to save. Right. But that's sure not the vibe we're getting. No, it seems no. clear this is a grave. Yeah. And they even, like, 
points at the smell, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not Ruby. Nope, it's Greg. Yep. Ruby's boyfriend, as Scully refers to him, to which the sheriff, who's now on the scene, says charmingly, Ruby had a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. The sheriff seems a little too interested in the sex life of a teenage girl. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. But also, of course he does. Like, he's a creep. Yeah, he is a creep. But, I mean, also, how small is this town supposed to be? Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's true. The sheriff is a creep, so yeah. we're reminded of this. And there's a note in Greg's wallet that says, Dr. Jack Fowler, August 7th, which is my friend Erica's birthday, oh. by the way. Happy birthday, Erica. Dr. Um, Jack Fowler Day. Yep. <laughs> and it matches the girl from the library's handwriting. Yes, Tessa. Mm-hmm. And so Mulder interrogates Tessa rather intensely. Well, oh, did first I skip remember, something? Yeah, because um, the policeman asks his doctor friend who had the appointment. Oh, of course. And he says that it's Tessa. So that's right. how they bring yes. that's why they bring that's her in. That's why they bring her in, not just the handwriting. Right. She had the appointment with Dr. Jack Fowler on August seventh. Right, because she's actually the one who's pregnant, yep. not Ruby. And she was at the lake that night with Greg. Yes. And so Although, she, she killed him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. What I want to point out though is that I think it's funny the assumption that they couldn't both be pregnant. <laughs> like <laughs> One of you is pregnant. We're going to find yeah. out who. Uh, but I guess since Tess is the one who claimed Ruby was pregnant, right. then it's like, no, yeah. she was just, that's actually what happened to, to her. Yeah. And so. she says, she wasn't even there that night, implicating right. herself in being at the lake with Greg. That yes. Night. So I, I think I wanted to hear Tessa say, and I killed Greg, but she doesn't, but it's implied. Yeah. yeah. And so at that point, now we've got Tessa on the hook for murdering Greg and but she did not say anything about killing Ruby. Right. She and, says Ruby was not there. And so uh, for some reason though, well again, the sheriff's an idiot and but Scully's like, "Okay, Mulder, we've got this mm-hmm. settled." And I feel like, "Do you?" Um yeah. but he insists on going back to Darlene Morris's house even though she'd turned them away last time cuz she was so upset about the NSA taking her and Kevin. Fair. And uh that is when they see there is binary laid out on these sheets all over the, the living room floor. Right. And I think it's Scully who goes upstairs. Yeah. So Mulder wants to talk to Kevin and they get there, but no one's home. Right. And so Scully goes upstairs to look for them. Look for them. Yeah. yeah. And she sees that the binary that's been laid out is actually a picture of Ruby, which immediately reminded me of that episode of The Office where Pam makes a picture of Dwight oh, yeah. out of binary, I oh, believe. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> also, so before Mulder says he wants to talk to Kevin after the leaving the police station, and Scully says, Mulder, stop. Stop running after your sister. Right. Oh which, my gosh, of course. That's yeah. which I, I thought was ridiculous because yes. um no, nothing has really changed here. Ruby is still missing. Right. Okay, we found that her her one of her boyfriends was dead, right? Via Tessa, but Ruby's still gone. This is yeah. the same case that it was. So that was irritating. That- right, and like even if, let's pretend that Tessa could have killed her, which yeah. I mean, she would could've. be yeah, yeah, which is a fair thing to think. Then like, they still don't know where her body is. Right, and Kevin was there when she went. Miss, uh, yeah. when she disappeared, yeah. when she went missing, and so he could have seen something. Like, yeah. it still seems very reasonable. Absolutely. So. 
Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't seem cool of Scully to blame it on Mulder's history. No, it doesn't. No. Especially since he's not even... I feel like Mulder isn't even pushing the UFO angle Mm-mm. that hard. No, in this I feel one. like he really isn't. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Mulder's behavior, other than starting off with, hey, I found this article on a tabloid I want yeah. to investigate. Other than that... I feel like he's being fairly reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Especially by comparison to some of the stuff we've seen him do in previous episodes yeah. already. And, and we'll see in the future. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I was personally a little bit offended and just irritated because I, um, I have lost two children and uh, I also work with the deceased and... I have gotten occasionally comments about my ability to work with um, deceased children in particular, which, like, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. Like, I'm not claiming otherwise. Yeah. But, like, I got a little bit offended on Mulder's behalf because I've had that sort of questioning about my ability to do my job because of something that's happened in my personal life. Yeah, like, as if everything you do is a result of that and that it means you can't be effective. Right. Or whatever. Yes. And you can't have any sort of like neutrality or, you know, professionalism or or skill or. Yes. Yes. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was a little personally offended by that too. Yeah. And I love Scully. That's fair. But yeah, you know, not everyone knows what to say to people that are grieving. And sometimes you shout at them in, Police stations that they should have been in their case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't had that? Right. So before Scully goes upstairs, though, the kettle was just going off, which implies that they would have very recently have left. Right. Unless aliens were making tea in a hurry. Because why wouldn't you turn the kettle? Yeah. I mean, Tony did that once, our friend Tony. Really? Yeah. The two of us were at his house. And we decided to walk and go get a drink somewhere. And mm-hmm. we forgot that we were going to have tea at his house. So we went and we walked a few blocks. We had a drink. We walked back to his house. It was filled with smoke. Poisonous smelling smoke. Uh, because the, oh uh, the water had completely boiled out. And the bottom of the kettle had started to burn. Oh. And then we had to go to Walmart so he could buy a ton of fans to air out his house. Luckily, oh his gosh. dog was fine. Oh, um, yeah. But his house was filled with, like, terrible plastic-smelling smoke. Um, oh. And luckily, we just went for one drink. Weirdly enough, I think this was the same night we saw the meteor. There was a really? huge meteor in the sky. It was an X-Files sort of night. Yeah. Whoa. We were walking back from the bar, and there was a giant meteor in the sky. Whoa. And we were like, are there people seeing this? Is this normal? Does this happen all the time? And we didn't know it. And no, it was actually a huge deal. They really? found... Uh, remnants of it in a field outside Madison the next day really? or a day later. Yeah, it was huge. When was this? Uh, this would have been summer of 2009 or 2010. Really? Either Yeah, either early, like either spring 2010 or like August, September 2009. It was warm enough out that Man, we could walk. Where was so. I? Why didn't I see the meteor or uh, hear about you it? You were uh, like a couple miles away on High Street, I yeah. guess, inside. Hmm. Um, we just happened to look in the right part of the sky. Wow. Yeah. Man. I'm sure we talked about it at the time, but I mean, it's more memorable if you were the one walking by and seeing this giant light in the sky. Wow. Yeah. Was it slow moving? Like it was different mm-hmm. than seeing a shooting star? It was way bigger. It was way, way, way bigger. It was really? not like a shooting star. Compared to something we see in the sky. Okay. So keeping in mind, this has been 12, 13 years. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember that well. 
I want to say not as big as the full moon, but comparable in scale where I could give it size in fractions of the full moon. Whoa. Like, like now, if the moon had a moon? Yeah, or like if I cut the moon into quarters, maybe a quarter of it. Whoa. But again, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll follow but up with Tony. But clearly bigger than like Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. Whoa. We were just like, what is happening? And we thought maybe this happened in the sky all the time and we just didn't know it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then we walked back to his house and it was filled with smoke. Oh, so, so sometimes people do just forget <laughs> yeah, to turn the I kettle so. off, um, yeah. but not very often. Yeah. And maybe the meteor made us forget to turn the kettle off. Maybe. Is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then they go to the lake. Yes. And they go to look for them at the lake. Yes. And the Morris's camper is there mm-hmm. and we hear yelling and see Darlene in the woods. And uh, she says something about how she couldn't keep up with him or something like that. Right. And Scully stays back with her. And then Mulder keeps running. And we see Kevin walking into fog with a big light in the background. And so it kind of makes us feel like maybe there's an alien ship over the horizon. Something is big yeah. and glowing. Yep. Nope. Mulder yells his name and he keeps walking. But it's the biker gang. And they just come zooming by. Yeah, with no regard for the child in their like, midst. Like, I realize that, like, there's biker gangs that are cool, and there's biker gangs that are criminal and right. bad and, you know, selling drugs and whatnot. Uh, but I have a hard time believing, no matter which type you get, that they'd be totally cool with possibly running over a child. Right. That's and a like, whole other level of thing. Yeah, and he's a lot taller than the grass. Yeah. And their lights are clearly bright enough yeah. that we can see them coming from a while off. Yeah. So it's not like it's pitch black. Yeah. Yeah, and so Mulder kind of tackles him and lays on top of him as the... To like motorcycles, yeah, to yeah. protect him. And Kevin says that Ruby's back and that she's there at the lake. And then Scully and Darlene find her and she's unconscious but alive. Yes, and Scully is giving her CPR. And then next we see they're at the hospital. And uh, Scully says that her white blood cell count is sky high. And Mulder asks if there was a high amount of glucocorticoids found in her blood or if there is an attendant reduction of her lymphocyte population. Right. Scully looks surprised and says yes. And Mulder says that those are symptoms of prolonged weightlessness. Which I have some questions about. I have some answers, potentially. (laughs) Awesome. Um, What I want to know is, are we meant to think that she was in this alien ship floating around? Because I feel like if you're aliens and you have a ship and you're hanging out in it for extended periods of time, you need a way to simulate gravity. If you're going to be up there, you're going to be experimenting on people, whatever. Um, Well, these are not the questions I was expecting, nor do I have answers to those. (laughs) But that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So weightlessness, when we think about it, that's when people are in orbit. Right. Right. So it's... And I think the idea, like, you have bone density loss and things like that because you're not putting pressure on your bones. You're not stepping down. You're not having that. You get muscle atrophy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Because you're just floating around. Right. And because when you're in orbit, 
you're falling towards the earth, but so mm-hmm. is your spaceship. So if everything is falling together, it's like you, you feel like you're floating. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So you're not technically weightless, of course. You're not right. literally weightless. The earth is still pulling on you. You get going fast enough. Picture this. Picture you're playing catch mm-hmm. with William, and you guys get further and further apart, mm-hmm. and you throw the ball faster and faster to reach him. And now you guys okay. are standing a continent apart, and, <laughs> and you're, you're tall enough that buildings aren't an issue, and you throw the ball fast enough that eventually you guys get far enough apart, you throw the ball fast enough that the rate at which the ball will fall towards William will be the rate at which the Earth is curving down away from you because of the shape of the Earth. Okay, okay. And that is what our objects in orbit are doing. They're moving fast enough so that as they fall so-called down, mm-hmm. the Earth is falling down at the same rate, and so they just go in a circle around the Earth. Interesting. What about, like, when we're just out in space? Like, just floating? When are, it, what are we... Are we on the moon? Are we in the International Space Station? Let's say we're in the space station. That's exactly what's going on there. Really? Yep. I thought it was way further away. Oh, you can be far away. You have to be far away because if you're too close, then the speeds you have to go at, you will burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. But is the the space station orbiting the Earth? Yes. Oh. What else would it be orbiting? I didn't think it was orbiting anything. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, because it won't just stay up there, right, okay. in one spot. It would, right. It would crash to Earth. You needed to have a large uh, tangential velocity hmm. so that it will keep so-called falling right. around. Um, ah. So, so those are situations where you have weightlessness. So that makes me think, are we meant to think that the alien ship is in orbit around the Earth? Because that seems weird. What is going on with the alien ship? Fair that you don't have those questions or answers, but it's what I was thinking about. Huh. Yeah, no, that didn't occur to me at all. Yeah. I just thought that I don't, I, I didn't really get why we'd have reduction of lymphocytes and an increase in glucocorticoids, yes. and why Mulder would think that yes. when those are not typically what we see with prolonged weightlessness. Oh, they aren't. They're not. And maybe maybe there is some evidence that they are, but from the brief amount of researching I did, I could not find that. Because what I know is that we see things like a loss of calcium mm-hmm. um, and a, a general reduction of bone mineral density, we see muscle atrophy, a lack of cardiovascular conditioning. Mm-hmm. So people... That all makes sense. Yeah, it all makes yeah. sense. Um, and with the glucocorticoids, that's a class of steroid hormone that's okay. generally anti-inflammatory. Okay. And so it could signal an increase in inflammation, which, like, I don't know. The, this is a an exaggeration, but I feel like... Anything can cause inflammation. I mean, like... Fair enough. Not just weightlessness. Yeah. No. Or aliens. <laughs> right. Yeah. So In those fact, are the probably answers not. I have. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I also think it's weird to hear white blood cell, in like, mm-hmm. their white blood cell count high and then go, hmm, I bet what else she had was symptoms of weightlessness. Unless yeah. you expect that all alien ships are in orbit around the Earth. Right. Because if you have something like traveling space it's not like the aliens would be in that sort of like free fall the other way to picture so what that, if you are just traveling through space like well, what if we go to mars okay i mean let's I not and i yeah. have all sorts of opinions about that oh i but. think i mean i gotta watch it because i last time i started talking about how cool it would be to go to mars Alyssa, my stepdaughter was like 
you got to be careful. You sound like Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's not what I want. That's definitely a, a warning sign of some sort. But I think it'd be awesome. I totally want to go to other planets. I think it's the worst mistake we could ever make. The worst? No. No. <laughs> that was a little bit of an exaggeration <laughs> as well. I, mean, I think, I, I think fabulous. Would... If I weren't claustrophobic, I would love to go to the moon. I mean, like... I guess, don't you think we, like, shouldn't poke the bear? And the bear here is Mars? <laughs> I don't know. You're or, someone who thinks that aliens are not real, and yet you seem concerned about leaving Earth. What do you think's out there? I don't know. See, I've, I've had conversations similar to this about demons before. Okay. And I feel the same way about aliens in that... I don't believe in them, but partially I don't believe in them because I'm so scared of them that to believe in them would put me over the edge. <laughs> it's like the scared version of how when I saw The Cure, I couldn't really let myself know that that was Robert Smith up there because yeah. I'd lose my mind and rush the stage and try to get to him. Yes, except this time <laughs> except I would opposite. just like have a full-blown panic yeah, attack yeah. and never leave my it's house. It's the reverse of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, why risk it? We've, we've got enough problems I mean, here. You know I like to travel. I feel yeah. like it's just an extension of my desire to see Leaping foreign lands. travel 2040. <laughs> yeah. To Mars. Mars. <laughs> um, Come poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mars. So they talk to Ruby, and she says she's not supposed to tell where she was. They told me not to say. Yeah. Which is so cryptic and also so vague. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Well, that could be anyone, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that does not point to aliens. That no. does not point to... That could be a person. That could yeah. be aliens, you know? Yeah. And I mean, Darlene then says, as far as I'm concerned, she spent the last so many months on the back of a bike. Like, yeah. Like, that she was traveling with those bikers or something. Right. So, they told me not to say it could be those bikers. Yeah. It doesn't explain things like the burnt top of the trailer, yeah. why Ruby was unconscious, Kevin's binary weird stuff. Yeah. But as far as... Those things, it's clear, you know, it could it could mean a lot of stuff. It's yeah. not impossible. And it's clear then Darlene wants to protect Ruby from ridicule because Darlene right. had that her whole life after taking the picture when she was a Girl Scout. Which I feel very conflicted about. Like, on the one hand, like, I, I get where Darlene is coming from, but also it seems kind of irresponsible to, like... Yes. Force someone to not talk about a trauma because you're concerned about how other people will... Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So, but, and then we see Scully listening to the tapes from Mulder's regression hypnosis. And it's very clear, you see like a, on the tape, a 19, and then it's cut off. So we don't know what year it is. (laughs) Because I wanted to see if it would say it all, so I don't know when... He yeah, did that. I mean, we know it I'm must have been. He was an adult. Yeah, yeah, because he's got his adult voice yeah, on the tape. Right. That's true. Um, and then, very interestingly, I think, we see Mulder sitting in church with a picture of him and Samantha. Looking oh, at it. that is interesting. I mean, I think I looked away from the screen because I realized something and I needed to look it up, which I'll tell you about it in a second. Uh, I just wanted to note that in the hypnosis tape, Mulder says, I can't see her, but I can hear her. Which counters some of the stuff we see later in the series where we see Mulder, we see flashbacks where Mulder is a witness to Samantha's abduction. So I don't know if that just sort of changed over time because that happens with TV shows or if there's a reason for that at some point. But just wanted to note that. 
Yeah, that is a good thing to note. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I totally missed that Mulder was sitting in a church with a picture of Samantha. Yeah. I totally missed that. And that, speaking of things that are counter to things about the character later on. Right. Because yeah. it's Scully who is the religious one. Right. I mean, we, like, never see any evidence of Mulder Mm-mm. being at all religious, Mm-mm. right? I mean, no. like... Ever, no, as far as I'm concerned. We're not that far away from some episodes that have to do with Scully's faith. Um, when her dad dies, and oh, the yeah. episode of Luther Boggs. So. I can't remember who Luther Boggs Oh Boggs my god, is. you'll remember. I'm sure I will. Oh yes, you will. But um, the thing that I was looking up was I was like, that kid who plays Kevin is really familiar. Same! Did you figure out who he is? No! Well, we will see him again. He plays the really creepy little kid in the Calusari, that episode of oh, the X-Files. really? Yeah, so he's in another X-Files episode. Oh, he plays a episode. different creepy little kid. Way creepier. Way creepier. Really? Do you remember the Calusari? I don't. Oh, speaking of demons. Oh, which one is that? It starts with, he has a little brother, and you know what? I won't say anything. Yeah, we're going to we'll get wait. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You were real afraid of it when you were little. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. And you will be again. <laughs> I will be. Yeah, it's got it's all it's very demonish. Yeah, Demonic, I don't, if you will. Yeah, I um, don't. I don't handle. No, it's scary. I don't know if it's the Catholic part of me, the semi-Catholic now, the raised Catholic. I don't know, but I I know that my Catholic friends tend to be more scared of demons than my Lutheran ones. <laughs> so that's because demons just aren't as interested in tormenting Lutherans. No, I don't know. Um. Yeah, they're just so relaxed, and they drink coffee during church. I mean, what is there to... They drink to... coffee during church. Some of them, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone to church, I don't know, since the last time Mom made me when I was a kid. No, that's not true. You oh. went to my boys' baptism. Oh, yeah, but that was like an event. Yeah, well, that counts, right? Okay, I guess it does count. I was yeah. at Katie's baby's baptism. I was at my goddaughter's yeah. baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was okay. like a year ago. Yeah. All right. So I've been in the church. <laughs> That's true. But I didn't just yeah. like go. Right. Um, Not on a regular Sunday. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're definitely more afraid of demons than me. Yeah. And you're more religious than me. Yeah. But I'm not sure what well, to take more data. I yeah. don't know what that would mean. Yeah. Yeah. Find more sisters, one of whom is religious and more than the other. And yeah. then see who... If you have a sibling... Yeah, totally. And you're not the same amount of religiousness, and let us know how afraid of demons you and your sibling are. Yes. Comparatively. Yes, we can collect some good yes. some good data on Yeah, this. absolutely. Like, with the yeah. time... Well, I was collecting data on... I think that women are more afraid of spiders and men are more afraid of snakes. Oh, and yeah. And I was collecting data on that. I'm not afraid of snakes at all. No, me either. But you know who is? Adam. Men. Men, men, yeah. So, um, really, but spiders. Even though I know they're good, I don't want to touch them. I don't want them near me. God, I don't want to look at them. I've been reading these fantasy books, and there's like some giant spiders in them, and I feel like the like trope of giant spiders in fantasy books mm. is one that we see pretty frequently. It like, is. think about like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, Harry Potter also has a giant. Snake. The Deed of Paxinarian. Oh, that's true. The snake yeah. doesn't bother me. No. No. Snakes don't bother me in general. No, snakes are cute. Yeah, William said something about being afraid of snakes recently. What? Though. Yeah, which is like, where are you even getting well, that Adam's from? Adam's dad was so afraid of snakes, they were not allowed to have toy snakes in the house. Oh. Do you remember that plan my ex-boyfriend who was super afraid <laughs> <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend who was super afraid of snakes, like even couldn't see toy ones. And uh, after he broke up with me, 
I think it was you. It was definitely right? me. Yeah. <laughs> I had plans to like make him think some sort of snake-based event was in his future. Yeah. It wouldn't be, but he'd be on edge expecting snakes right. at any time and not know why. Because weren't you going to like, well, you weren't really, you were talking about yeah. sending him increasingly more realistic snakes in the mail that so that familiar. he'd think that eventually event- he's yeah. going to get a real one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I also know, I think about him every time I hear the Aquabats song, Attacked by Snakes. I think I might have, I don't know if that was just like music I would listen to when thinking about the plan. I, I realize, and I was like full on an adult when we were discussing yeah, this, yeah. and I was talking about what a jerk I was at 15, and then yeah. I'm like, this guy broke up with my sister, you know what we could do. Like, we didn't actually though, but I, no, I think it was mostly inertia but and um, also like that's a pretty harmless i yeah. mean sending someone a plastic snake yeah is is ultimately yeah you know yeah it's a pretty harmless yeah prank as far as things go and also he he did break up with me in kind of a jerky way yeah so, yeah He's exactly jerky enough to deserve a few plastic snakes <laughs> yeah, exactly anyway so let us know <laughs> yes please what scares you more snakes i can already or spiders? think of people i know who listen to this that have siblings and are catholic so yeah i would like Great. to know Tell yes us. yes please um up next is jersey devil which i do not remember at all and let me tell you all why helen doesn't remember it at all which is that i taught her now this episode sucks never bother watching it yeah is that it why yeah because i hated it oh i don't remember why i hated it but oh. i know i thought it sucked um huh i like cryptids it's a cryptid episode you know oh. and so like i like the jersey devil i like the idea of the does jersey it take devil. place in out there new, in jersey? new jersey yeah, yeah. i believe okay. so um i hated how they represented the jersey devil i thought it was hmm. dumb and it didn't jibe with the creepy stories i'd had oh that really? is all i remember there were definitely other things I didn't like about it, but I don't know what they were. So huh. maybe we'll watch it and we'll be like, oh, it does suck. That's why. Or right. maybe we'll be like, history's actually been kind to this one. It's not so bad. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That's interesting. I, and now that you're saying that about cryptids, I wonder why they never did a Mothman episode. Oh, Mothman would have been perfect yeah. for the X-Files. Yeah. Absolutely. That would have been great. A good yeah. mis- Midwestern cryptid. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mothman. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Anything right. else? Nope. Just uh, share with your friends. Yeah. Follow. Do all that stuff that you're supposed to do with podcasts you like. Yes. And thank you to the people that have already. Yes. It's very, very exciting to see. And uh, please help us with our study of uh, fear of demons amongst siblings. Yes. All, all right. right. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>